Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. First off, I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High, Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahweh's child, man. Man, you know, I'm not even going to lie. You know, this is going to be a, uh, well, I say this all the time, but this is going to be a fun podcast. Um, today, 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 we have, uh, I think, I believe he's a pastor. I don't know where he's a pastor at. But he's not a good one. <laughs> he's not a good one. Um, you know, I was watching. I was watching this, and um, I was I seen the whole thing, and it's kind of ridiculous. So we're gonna we're gonna watch. Basically, he titled it "The Black Hebrew Israelites Exposed the Devil's Doctrine." Right? How many views does he have on this? I wonder. I didn't check about that. He has he has sixty five he has sixty five thousand and nine hundred and sixty four views on this video on his one right. So this was a time. This was like a month ago, and this was a time when you know the Hebrew Israelites. Um, gathered around Gino Jennings. He's a pastor. If you guys don't know who he is, he's a pastor. Gino Jennings. I believe he's a false teacher too. But um, Gino Jennings, the IUIC surrounded the church of uh, Gino Jennings and, you know, indications happen like that. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this, right? So further notice, we're going to Watch this video, and we are going to escajit every single thing. Well, almost every single thing that he says. Let's get it going. What's going on, my brothers and sisters? So today we are going to totally dismantle that black Hebrew Israelite doctrine, which it is very easy. There is numerous ways to go about it, all right? But I'm not going to hit all of them. Uh, I've seen a group of them recently at Pastor Geno Jennings Church. And, you know, my interaction with them has always been, you know, their doctrines all over the place. They misinterpret scripture. So when you start using scripture, which we're going to do to expose their false teaching, they get loud and they get mad and they kind of try to bully you into silence. And I've even had interactions on the street where I was embarrassing them so much that, you know, they just, they ignore me. They turn their attention away and they just start speaking louder because they have no argument for the things that I point out. I got my uh, Hebrew, Greek, English, you know, Bible right here. That's a good thing to have. I just want to pause this right now. I just want to say this. All right. I might do uh, two parts of this video. All right. I might do two because it's late. I'm hungry. I haven't ate anything. And it's 11.05. Okay. Not making that as an excuse or anything like that, but I'm really hungry. But I also want to take my time with this because this is a very um, this is something that I believe that everybody needs to listen to. And I'm going to try my absolute best to escogee every scripture that I can, you know, 
precisely and everything. The first thing that he said was he said that he has a book, he has a lexicon, or no, he has a book that's it's a Greek and Hebrew uh, translation, you know, so, you know, he can uh, find the concordance of the words and stuff like that. Let me remind you guys, he did not even pick the book up. He didn't even pick the book up. You know what I mean? He didn't pick the book up. He didn't even read no verse when it came to the book at all. <laughs> he didn't do anything when it came to that uh, to that book that he just now said that he has it just in case. Never even used it, even though this was a great video to use it on certain scriptures that he posted out. Then to say respectfully, just to say that, you know, it's very ignorant of somebody to say, well, this is an easy doctrine to destroy. You'll you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Y'all will see. Um, I'm going to use uh, mostly King James Version because that, you know, just in case a black Hebrew Israelite happens to stumble across this video, um, that's the only thing that they respect. We'll use some living Bible as well. But if you read both versions, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. They went So they went to Geno Jennings Church. Geno Jennings, Pastor Geno Jennings, he's a bold man. I, I love Pastor Geno Jennings. I don't agree with everything he says, but man, he be bringing people in there and debating them. And let me tell you something. They, they were like, oh, he don't want to. So fast forward. I'm, I'm the trying world. to scripture. I think everybody that's in the world, right, he sent his only begotten son. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Seducing My spirits, you know, trying Salakia. to deceive people. You know, so they don't believe salvation is for white people, just the true Israelites, black people. You know, even though for God so loved the world. All right. So I want to say this. Like I said, I'm probably going to do two parts of this because I got a lot to say about this. And um, it's ridiculous. First and foremost, um, I'm getting so tired of people saying that. If you believe that you're a Hebrew Israelite, first off, it's not black. Okay, I'm, I'm getting tired of that, too. It's so annoying that people say that, you know, the Hebrew Israelites hate white people and don't believe that white people are going to be saved. Hear me out. There are certain Hebrew camps that believe that white people will be saved. I forgot the name of the camp, but there are some certain Hebrew Israelites that believe white people can be saved and that also can believe that other nations can be saved as well. So this whole the white man this, the white man that, Hebrew Israelites, you know, they don't like white people, you know, blah, blah. White people won't get saved. You're right. But we just don't. But certain camps just don't believe that only white people will be saved, won't be saved. It's other nations as well, like Asians. You know, what I mean, all of those people. Other ethnicities that are not a part of the, of the uh, 12 tribes of Israel. That's what we believe. So I'm sick and tired of, he of hearing this. Oh, they only believe that white people won't get saved. Oh, you guys are like the KKK. How are we like the KKK? But we haven't killed no one. 
haven't killed no one, but every member of of the KKK that claims to to uh, to a religion always claims Christianity. Even before, like segregation and all of that, KKK was getting popular. You know what what religion they followed and that they loved and that they were for and that they studied and that they preached Christianity. So for anybody to say that the Hebrew Israelites is just like the KKK is utterly ignorant to almost everything. In my opinion, right? But I'm going to just say this. We believe that everybody will not be saved but the Israelites. Why do we believe that? Because we believe that Christ, which is in the Bible, which is in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that Christ came to save the Israelites. God himself, the Most High God, sent or made a prophet among the brethren so we can be saved from our enemies. That is the whole gospel right there. I believe that's Luke 4 and 17. And then precept, I believe, is what? Isaiah 60 or Isaiah 61. That talks about the gospel, the true gospel. That Christianity reversed and said that the gospel means uh, the books of Matthew, John, Luke and Mark. Even though that's not the really that's not the gospel. That's not the actual good news. The good news is the Israelites being saved from their enemies. Let's continue. I think everybody that's in the world, right? He sent his only begotten son. He's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. We even see Gentiles being saved in the Bible, which I'm going to break down later. But let's let's go. Let's start with Deuteronomy 28, 68. This is one of the big verses that they use, the transatlantic um, slave industry. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way thereof. I spoke unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. So the irony of them using this verse right away at the end, they don't really pay attention to this. It says, no man shall buy you. So they believe that, you know, when the uh, African slaves were sold and brought on ships, that is what this verse is talking about. But it clearly says, no man shall buy you, when slaves clearly were being bought and being sold all over the world you see how easy it was to just really debunk that so they tried it Deuteronomy 28 and 68 is something is an indicator knowing who the Hebrew Israelites are let's read it and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships okay did we actually be sent like were we on the boats to literal Egypt? No, because Egypt, of course, everybody should know this. It means bondage. You know what I mean? That's what it means. Bondage. So which means that the Israelites, these were not Africans on the slave ships. These were actually Hebrew Israelites that were on the slave ships because Africans didn't enslave other Africans. Tells you that in the Bible that there's a difference between Africans and uh, Israelites. Like it's simple. You know what I mean? 
we went on the slave trade and went to, of course, the new land, what they call it, I believe, America. Which is called what? Bondage. So basically, this is what I'm just trying to say. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt, a.k.a. bondage, again with ships. Because this is a curse. And we were in bondage when we came to America. When we, when we were on the cargo slave ships. By the way, whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt uh, see it no more again. And, they, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond may, uh, for bond men and bond woman, and no man shall buy you. How can we be sold, but no one will buy us? How does that make any type of sense? How can we be sold? <laughs> How can we be sold, but no man will buy us? Right. Think about this. Let me say this again. I want you guys to really listen to what I'm saying. It says in Deuteronomy 28 and 68, it, it says, And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. So Israelites were going to be sold unto the enemies, which is the other nations, for basically slavery. Then in the next sentence, it says, and no man shall buy you. How does that make sense? We were sold to our enemies and now no one shall buy us. So what is this truly talking about? This is talking about redeeming us. No one is going to redeem the Israelites when they are in slavery. That's what this is talking about. And, and let's go to. The concordance of buy in this context. No, uh, let's go into the concordance and it says shall buy. Let's let's click on it and let's click on the concordance of this word, which means for the biblical usage to get, acquire, create, buy, possess. These are the words that can be used for buy. If we go down, it, it, it says to get, acquire, obtain. It also says of God uh, uh, originating, of God originating, creating, redeeming his people. So without even going to the concordance of the word, no one shall buy you. It's plain and simple that. Sold and buy are damn near the same thing. So it doesn't make sense how you're going to say that, okay, well, it says sold and then no one shall buy. It doesn't make any sense. So which means this can only mean that it's talking about redeeming, redeeming the people. The only person that will redeem the Israelites is his son, is God's son, which is Christ. When he comes back, that's when he's going to redeem his people. And that is the gospel. You know what I mean? Damn. My fault. Salak, yeah. I'm tired and I'm hungry.
<laughs> they take the, the verse and make it mean what they want to mean, and then they ignore that little part on the end. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Let's go to Revelations 2.9 and Revelations 3.9, two other verses that they use. They have a lot of um, anti-Jew uh, rhetoric, right? Um, with the things that they say, it can come across as very racist. Um, you know, a lot of their church... Is God the racist? Oh, y'all shocked that I said that, huh? Is God a racist? Everybody says no, right? Even though a racist means, you know, if you become racist, you are basically, you know, like, for instance, a racist is basically somebody that doesn't like another race or that believes that, you know, or that believes that another race is superior than another race. Basically. So let's see if God is a racist or not. I wasn't even going to go here. But let's just go here. Right? Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So which means that the Israelites are above all people and better than all people and a special people unto the most high God than all people. Right. And we see this throughout the Bible. So I just wanted to put that out there. Let's continue. Let's continue. Churches and groups have been deemed as, you know, racist organizations uh, here in America. And so this is one of the verses they use. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. So they'll take this verse and Revelation 3, 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. So they say, see, see, people are saying they're Jews and they're not. The irony, once again, is they can't think Oh, you know, maybe this applies to me. Everybody's arguing who's a Jew, who's not a Jew. Um, but the, but if you look at in the Bible, Jews often rebuke other Jews and even refer to them. If you look in, you know, some um, studying as the synagogue of Satan, like, hey, you guys aren't true Jews. You you persecuted, you killed the Messiah and things like that. And so that goes back and forth. But let's take. <laughs> What does that have to do with anything, brother? What 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 does that have to do with anything? Respectfully, and I'm gonna just say this: uh, that was very irrelevant um, to what you're trying to prove. I mean, you know, if you we if you we if we want to be honest, that was very uh, irrelevant uh, from what you're trying to prove. Uh, what you're trying to prove is that. Gen Gentiles can be saved and Gentiles are, you know, majority Gentiles can be saved. What did that have to do with anything about Gentile being saved? I'm going to just be honest with you. <laughs> there was many people that rebuked other people. Like the Bible says that an open rebuke is better than a secret love. Paul rebuked who was it peter because peter sat with sinners right 
Even Christ himself called, who was it? Uh, the devil. He called, Christ called who, who the devil? Who was it? Uh, it was, uh, I think it was Peter. Yeah, I think it was Peter. I'm not sure who he called the devil, but he called somebody the devil. Let me search it up right quick. Uh, Take this in the context oh. of Romans 2.25. I'm going to read the Living Bible. Salakia. I must research this real quick. Uh, who did Christ call the devil? I think um Did Christ call Peter the devil? Believe? Yeah, he called Peter the devil. Oh, oh, sorry, Satan. He called Peter Satan, right? So, you know, this whole... I'm going to just be honest. That was really irrelevant. I don't understand that why you even put that up but hey you know whatever let's continue but you can also read it in the king james version it's saying the same thing <clears throat> being a jew is worth something if you obey god's law but if you don't then you are no better off than the heathen and if the heathen obey god's law won't god give them all the rights and honors he planned to give to the jews in fact those heathen will be much better off than you Jews who know so much about God and have his promises, but don't obey his laws. For you are not real Jews just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the Jewish initiation ceremony of circumcision. No, a real Jew is anyone whose heart is right with God. For God is not looking for those who cut their bodies in actual body circumcision, but he is looking for those with changed hearts and minds Whoever has that kind of change in his life will get praise from God, even if not from you. Now, I'm going to read the King James Version because they'll say, oh, the, the living Bible, you know, they changed the meaning. No, it's saying the same thing. For circumcision, very profitable if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law? For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart and the spirit, and not in the letter, who prays is not of man but of god you know the interesting thing you know <laughs> the interesting thing is how uh all of these scriptures are you're not breaking it you you're not breaking or properly explaining these type of verses you're just reading these verses and saying oh this destroys the hebrew israelite doctrine if you really believe that you reading a, a verse and then Trying to let it be. If you really think that's going to mess up a doctrine of the Hebrew Israelites, you got another thing coming. I'm just going to be honest with you because you're leading people to an argument that they're not going to win and they're not going to understand, especially if they don't go to the concordance of these words. 
Plus, half of this stuff that you even said, you don't even read context. But y'all will see that or y'all will y'all will listen to this uh, some more. Y'all will listen to this some more. So he went to Romans 2, which is which is every Christian's favorite. Right. And I won't even lie to you guys. I had a problem with this when I first uh, studied this and I still do. Right. But I'm just going to say this. All this is talking about is this is basically talking about. Jews and the Gentile Jews, okay? Israelite foreigners. Now, why do I say this? Is because, first off, let's just read it. Romans 2 and 25. For circumcision verily profited, if thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, Thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. If you are circumcised, right? This is me speaking. This is not me reading or anything like that. I'm going to explain it. If you are circumcised, it will profit you as long as you keep the law. Simple. But if you are circumcised, but don't keep the law, why would it even matter if you're circumcised? Right. Let's continue. Verse 26. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteous, the righteousness of the law, shall not his unrighteousness or sorry, uh, shall his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? If he so if he is not circumcised, but keep the law. But is circumcised, fuck, messed up. See, that's why I need to slow down. If he is not circumcised, but he keeps the law, does that mean it's circumcised of the heart? Right? So we need to understand that, that if a person that is circumcised or that is not circumcised, Right. And he's not circumcised at all. Does that mean that it counted for circumcision uh, for circumcision? Basically, that's what verse 26 is saying. I know that was a tongue twist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. There's too many uncir- uncircumcision and uncircumcised in this in this uh, part of the chapter. But it's OK. We're going to get it still. Verse 27. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the leather and circumcision doest transgress the law. This is saying someone that keeps the law but isn't circumcised, they can judge you. Simple. If you are not following the law and if that person is circumcised, they can judge you. That's all the same. That a uncircumcised person that keeps the law and then finds a person that is uh, that 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 is circumcised, but doesn't keep the law. The guy that is uncircumcised. 
but keeps the law can judge you and tell you, hey, you're going off. You need to keep the law, etc., etc., etc. That's what it's saying. Verse 28 and 29. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is the circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of man, but of God. This is just talking about a Jew is one inwardly who does not worry about what men think because he knows that he is making the most high happy. That's 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 all it is to it. You know what I mean? So all that this is saying is that uh, all this is saying is that the circumcision or the circumcision and the uncircumcision, how they're still the same people. One is circumcised and then the other is just not. But they're still the same people. They're still the same nation. They're still the same ethnicity. They're still the, they are still the same chosen people. That's it. So that's all it is to it. Let's continue. This is just a funny thought. But I wonder if all these guys, you know, oh, we follow the law. We're the true uh, Jews, right? But are, did all of them get circumcised? Like if your parents didn't uh, circumcise you as a baby and you said, oh, I'm a black Hebrew Israelite, did you as an adult? Go get circumcised. Just an interesting thought. I don't, you know, just something to think about. I'm pretty sure, probably not. Galatians. Just wanted to tell you guys. Uh, Timothy got circumcised when he was a adult. Um, who was it? Forgot. There was a. I believe it was Abraham. I believe so. I believe it was Abraham and his people got circumcised. Fully circumcised. I forgot who got circumcised. You know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? But anyway, you know what I mean? But anyway, there was adults in the Bible that got circumcised. And then I believe in Act 15, they were also, I, I believe so. I believe in Act 15, they were discussing discussing if they need to be circumcised or not. <laughs> so they were going to circumcise if they needed to. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of, you know, some weird thoughts from a Christian to think about a, a, uh, a, a guy's rod, but okay. <laughs> Since 328, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That right there kills their whole doctrine. Boom. That's so fucking pathetic. <laughs> it's just so just so pathetic. Just I, I I just can't believe what the hell what I'm hearing. He goes to Galatians two and twenty eight. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus, right? 
this is why we love the concordance, right? This is why we love the concordance. Let's go to the word Greek here. In the Greek in this translation, it means Helen, right? And let's look at what this means, right? It means Helen. The, the outline biblical usage, a Greek either by nationality, rather a native of the mainland or of the Greek island or colony. So this is so this Helen word can talk about a um, so this this biblical usage of Helen can be referencing um, a actual Greek. Now, let's look at the second one. It says, in a wider sense, the name embraces all nations, not Jews, that made the language, customs, and learning of the Greeks their own. The primary uh, reference is to a difference of religion and worship. Right? Wait, hold on. I think I got it all mixed up. No, I don't think I did. But anyway, what this is meaning or what this is actually talking about is like this is actually the Jews, right? The actual Jews, even though that this is saying, which is weird that it's not saying um, saying what I think. But I think I got it mixed up. I'm not perfectly clear. I, I haven't researched. Well, I haven't done this lesson in so long, but um Forgot if it was the one or the two, but I'm not sure. But anyway, if you go to Google and you type in Helen Jews, there were Jews that were that were being Hellenized. OK, there were Jews that were being Hellenized and they were actually. Um, yeah, there we go. There it is. Oh, my goodness. I found it. There we go. I was like, I knew it somewhere. So if you go to the Strong's definition, it says a Helen Grecian. Or inhabitant of uh, Hellas by extending, by exalting a Greek speaking person, especially a non Jew Gentile Greek, right? So, the reason why that this is talking about an actual like this is talking about Grecians that were Israelites, even though that the that the you, you, uh, uh, even though that's a biblical usage says that majority of it is, is talking about non-Jews. I disagree with that. And why do I disagree with that? And here's why. And I'm prove it. The next verse, Gal Galatians three and twenty nine. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. And here's according to the promise. Who has the promise? Did the Greeks have the promise? No. Did the Romans have the uh, have the promise? No. Did the Babylonians have the promise? No. Did the Persians have the promise? No. Did the Moabites, Edomites, all of these people have the promise of God or the promise at all? No. But who had the promise? The Israelites have the promise. It's that simple as that. So for people to just stop at 28, y'all need to read 29 as well. Who has the promise? The Israelites. They've always had the promise. They have everything. That's Romans 9 and 4. They pertain everything. So this is talking about 
the Greeks that are Israelites, that are not actually Grecians, because what does the Grecians have to be saved for? What does every nation have to be redeemed of? They had all the power back then. They enslaved Christ's people. Why would Christ want to redeem them when they don't need to be redeemed at all? When they And this don't make any sense. Why do people say in Christianity, why does the religion say that Christ came for everybody? Because everybody needs a redeemer. How can you be redeemed when you never even followed anybody? You never even followed the most high God. So how can how can somebody be redeemed from something when they never even fought when they never even followed or believed in it since the beginning? What do they need to be redeemed of or for? How is everybody their his people? And they never followed him. I'm talking about Christ too. (laughs) So that's pretty ridiculous. But let's continue. Galatians 3.28. They hate when I bring that verse up. I love when you pull that up. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. All right. And so watch this. And if ye are Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed. Oh, he actually into it. According to the promise. Alright? So if you're in Christ, it's pretty much saying, look, you are Jew, you are heirs to the same promises of uh, Abraham. The Abraham. No, 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 no. That is not what it's saying. Now you're teaching people can be grafted in. <sighs> That's what you're teaching now. So people can just change their ethnicity. Is that what you're saying? You know what I mean? Because that's what you're kind of saying. You're kind of saying that people can be grafted in into another ethnicity. And then they can just change it just like that. No. Doesn't make any type of sense. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Let's read this uh, again. Galatians 3 and 29. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. And here's according to the promise. You have to, first off, he butchered this text, which every Christian does. You have to read the context and understand who Paul is actually talking to. If you don't know who Paul is talking to, You are going to believe this is actually talking about the actual Greeks. You're going to think that just because uh, there is no bond nor free nor male nor female. And then we are all in Christ. You are going to believe that you can just believe on Christ. And now you're just a a fucking spiritual Jew. That's so stupid. People are basically saying that you can change your ethnicity when you can't. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. By the way, Abraham, who wasn't even really a Jew, he was a Gentile. And we're going to break that down uh, in a little bit 
with uh, some Bible. Okay? So that was Romans 2, uh, 25 through 29 that we read. Now, another thing they believe, they believe that, you know, Eve had sex with a snake to produce offspring. They take Genesis 3, 13 and the word. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've never heard this teaching. Um, I don't believe I have. So I don't know this. So I'm going to just let him rant about that. I heard it there where it says that, you know, the, the snake deceived. They say, oh, that means seduced. So he seduced Eve into having sex with her which produced Cain which they say you know that's that's that bloodline now think about this all people came from Adam and Eve but they tried to separate it you know they said oh the first man was black and so Eve Cain was the offspring the red dirt and the red skin and all that kind of stuff I'm not going to get into all that you know I've destroyed that in a different uh different video but they like to use the verse about, you know, the skin being like bronze and the hair like, well, if you've ever been to Afghanistan, Iraq, they've got skin that looks like it's bronze and their hair is wooly and curly, just like, like, it looks just like wool. So, you know. Okay, so he's talking about the, uh, he's talking about the Edomites now, right? So he just said that in the Middle East, there's people that have wooly hair and they have uh, texture just like a black person, basically. Are you talking about them Caucasians in Israel right now that have curly hair, that have black hair, and that the and that the hair is straight? It's not. It's actually wooly. When you say wooly, are you talking about curly? <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Who in the Middle East has wooly hair? Other than so-called black people. Arabs don't have woolly hair. They have curly hair. Sometimes even straight hair. You know what I mean? What? what? <sighs> they hate when you bring that up. But go look up some pictures of what people look like in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and the Middle East. All right, so they believe white people are Edomites. I love this verse right here. Like, <laughs> like, watch this. Uh, so Edomites, uh, they, they give you a whitewash Christianity. So white people are not part of the redemptive plan. Edomites are cursed, you know, the, the devil's children, all of that. But watch this. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian, because thou wast a stranger in his land. Deuteronomy 23.7. You bring that verse up, they're going to ignore it. All right? And other sheep I have. I hope. Actually, I I don't hope. I love. I love when I uh, uh, debate people, and they and and they go to this verse. Christians should Christians should know that y'all need to stop going here. Especially, and there's some Hebrew Israelites too that go to this, that believe white folks can be saved. And they go to this scripture, which is so idiotic. And, 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 and here's why. Deuteronomy 23 and 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian, because thou wast a stranger in his land. Why don't y'all read verse 8? I don't, under, I don't, I don't understand that. The children that are begotten of them shall enter into the congregation of the Lord in their third generation. So what is this talking about? If you read the full context of 
Deuteronomy 23 is talking about the other nations entering into the conjugation for sacrifice. Because they were allowed in the temple so they can sacrifice for their sins. So what this is saying is that we cannot abhor them when they are sacrificing in the temple. So they can sacrifice so they can get their sins forgiven. Until the third generation. Right. So this isn't talking about we shouldn't be mean to them for a lifetime or forever or for anything like that. How is this even possible? There is. And then which don't even make sense. How is and I'm not even I'm not going to question the most high. I'm going to question his understanding. Why is it that you go to Deuteronomy uh, Deuteronomy 23 and say that Hebrew Israelites or black people can't be mean to white folks, which are the Edomites? Why can't we be mean to them? But in two chapters later, right in two chapters later in Deuteronomy 25 and 19, it says, therefore, it shall be when the Lord thy God have given thee rest from all thine enemies roundabout in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it, that they uh, that that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek. Who is Amalek? Let's go to the concordance. Like I said before, why in the hill haven't you went in that book that you said that has the Greek and the Hebrew in it? Why haven't you went there yet to explain what you're trying to say? You haven't even explained anything to the concordance of Amalek. It says Amalek, the the willer in a valley, uh, son of Epilus by the concubine Timana, I believe, grandson of Esau. So Amalek is the grandson of Esau. And then if we go to the Strong's definition, it says it says uh, a descendant of Esau. So this doesn't make any type of sense. Why is God saying you can't abhor an Edomite? But then two chapters later, he's saying that destroy the Edomites. And then let's let's go to this one too. Obadiah. Doesn't make any sense, man. What is it? Obadiah 18. Obadiah 1 and 18. And the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau for stumble. And they shall kindle in them. And devour them, and there shall be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord hath spoken it. So, how are you going to say that we can't be mean to the Edomites? But here it says in Obadiah, which is a prophet, which is a Edomite prophet himself, saying that his own people is going to be destroyed by the house of Jacob and the house of Joseph. And how are you going to say that we can't be mean to them? That's that's crazy. Let's continue. 
which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. John 10, 16. He says, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Talking about Gentiles. Gosh. This is going to be my last one for, for this part. It's going to be my last part because I'm already... I'm already re, uh, reaching my 60 mark. He he said John 10. Uh, what did he say? John 10, what? I, not of this 16. He says, and other sheep I John have, 10, 16. which are not of. Okay, he was talking about John 10, 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of the of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. How is this talking about the Gentiles? How is this even talking about what? How is this? How is this verse talking about the Gentiles? <laughs> Can you explain that to me? And then, which is even more fun, funnier too. How is this talking about the Gentiles? But <laughs> how is this talking about the Gentiles? But just a few verses later, it says in verse 19, there was a division, therefore, therefore, again, among the Jews for these saints. So he was talking to Jews. He was basically talking to Jews and you can read this whole chapter. And he was talking to, to, to the Jews because the Jews were going to stone him because they thought that he committed blasphemy. That's in the. Uh, John 10 and 33, the Jews answered him saying, for a good work, we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou be a man, makest thyself God. You know what I mean? So Christ is talking to the Jews. How is this even talking about the Gentiles? And where is it that there is any meaning or indicating about the Gentiles being the sheep that needs to come to Christ. Where's that at? Like, oh. Of this fold, talking about Gentiles. Israelite foreigners. Now, here's another thing. Just be honest. We follow the law. Well, we're clear in the New Testament that the law cannot save us. Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So even if you say, man, I keep all the law, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. James 2.10 says, for whoever says keep the whole law and yet offend at one point is guilty of it all. So the law cannot save you. So does, oh my gosh, bro. Oh my gosh, why am I getting so heated? <laughs> why am I getting heated? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. James 2.10 says for... James 2.10. Let's go to it. James 2.10. He said that... He said that we can't be saved from for from the law. The, the law can't save us. For whosoever shall keep the law, the whole law, and yet offend, uh, offend, offend, offend in one point, 
he is guilty of all. So does that mean that if I break a commandment that is not worthy of death, does that mean that I that uh, that I need to be put to death? Does that mean that if I break a commandment that isn't worthy of death, death, does that mean that I broke the whole entire law and now I need to be put to death because there's some laws that are worthy of death and then there's some laws that are not worthy of death? Right. So if I broke the law of being a adulterer, did I also break the law of stealing? If I broke the law of fornicating, did I break the law of of um, of having sex with my wife when she was on her period? Did I break the law when I went in the congregation, the temple, and I had and I had leprosy and I wasn't clean? And you're not supposed to go into the congregation when you are dirty, when you uh, when you have leprosy, and you need to go home and then get cleared out. Does that mean that I also broke a law that says thou shalt not kill? So how does that make any type of sense? Just because I broke this law doesn't actually mean that I broke the whole entire law. It is just a paraphrase of saying this is going to if you break this law, you're going to feel like you broke the whole law. Not saying that you broke the whole law, but this is how you're going to feel. If I'm not wearing fringes, does that mean that I broke the whole law? Even though I'm keeping the Sabbath day, even though I'm keeping uh, the feast days, even though I'm keeping every other law, but I broke one law. Does that make me uh, 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 a person that broke the whole law? No, it just feels like I broke the whole law because I broke one of them. So to say that <laughs> and Christianity teaches this, you break one, you break them all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. James 2 and 11. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a uh, thou art become become a transgressor of the law. Verse 12, so seek ye and do and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty, which is just saying. And I believe that this is the next verse. Verse 13, for he shall have judgment with mercy that have showed no mercy and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. This is just saying, if you so if you show judgment, right? on somebody and he shows judgment to other people, stuff like that. You're going to get an easy judgment. If you don't, then you're going to get a harsh judgment. You know what I mean? It's not talking about how, oh, well, well, you broke the whole law. You know, and that that's stupid. It, it, it just don't make any type of sense. I'm going to say this real quick because my time is almost up. Revelation 20, because he said that the law cannot save you, which is so stupid to say that. Here's why. Revelation 12, Revelation 12, Revelation, no, uh, Revelation 20 and 12. And I saw the dead, uh, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. 
the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Huh? But I thought that you said that you can't be saved by your works. But this is saying that you're going to get judged according to your works in the books. Verse 13. And the and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. So how are you going to say that you that we can't be saved by the works? Like that don't even make sense. And I think this is let's go to Matthew. What's this? Matthew 19, I believe. Just going to get some scriptures before I get out of here. Matthew 19 and 17. This is red letter. And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. But if thou, but if thou uh, wilt enter into life. So if you want to enter into life, this is what Christ said. This is what people that believe in the Trinity. This is what your God said. This is what Jesus Christ said. He said to keep the commandments. So if you want to have eternal life, you need to keep the commandments. Why is all of this? Oh, you, you can't be saved by the commandments. You can't do this. Rev Revelation 14, I believe. Rev Revelation 14. Revelation 14 and 13, I believe. No. Yeah. Ah, oh, Re Revelation 14 and 12. Salakia. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. Or, sorry, of, of Jesus. So how are you guys going to say that we can't keep the law to be saved or it can't do anything for us? Ridiculous. James 2. This is James 2. James 2. Uh, James 2 and 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Doesn't make any type of sense. Romans 2. And I'm trying to really hurry. Romans 2. Romans 2 and 13. For the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. And there's some folks that say that we can't be justified by the law. Then why does Paul say that we are justified by the law then? Man, this is an interesting Interesting topic. Very interesting topic. We're going to go. We are going to actually in this. I'm going to do a part two, like I said, because I already knew I was going to. But hopefully I'll be more energized. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please, please, please. Don't be like this guy. <laughs> don't be ignorant. Don't be stupid. All right. Till next time. Shalom. Peace.